You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide, Adam Barnard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? Oh, man. I almost kind of want to uh, insert uh, taps. Into- <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, as we record this on Sunday evening, uh, November 6th, which is weird. It's crazy. Uh, 6, 12 p.m. Uh, squeezing this one in. This is a uh, tight squeeze. That's what uh, she said. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you to the Philadelphia Phillies for a uh, an amazing 2022 season, um, an amazing postseason. Uh, we didn't win the World Series, but this uh, crew of players definitely won my heart. Yeah, and uh, you know what? I'm bummed, but I'm not distraught. Um, when I, when they lost, well, they weren't in play like the, their last playoff run was in 2011 with uh, Roy Halladay pitching a one or pitching a gem, only giving up one run. My thing is the Phillies didn't score any runs. And, uh, when, uh, they lost in 2011, you, you felt like that was the end of an era. Now, you know, they, the, the Phillies, uh, going to, Postseason run 2022, uh, a magical October, no doubt about it. But uh, they lost last night, and uh, I'll take responsibility for being the jinx. I was sitting on the couch and I changed positions. Damn it! On the yeah, I'm I fucking jinxed them. <sighs> but here's the thing: while 2011 felt like the end of an era, this postseason feels. Like it could be the beginning of a new era. And uh, I look, f- I can't believe that they get restarted in like three months, yeah. which is, I'm so used to, you know, this, you know, Philly's being done at in September and get their way through October, November, December, January, February is when they come back, pitchers and catchers report. Um, I think you're maybe a couple pieces away from, they need they need at least one more pitcher 
you know, a solid pitcher, some, you know, some extra, the bullpen was amazing during the playoffs, but you know, um, I'm sure there's people listening going, oh, fuck, they're still talking about baseball. But uh, <laughs> this is the end. We're never not going to talk about it. No. Yeah, no. It's, yeah. We're, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we, we've, we you know, for those who, if for prosperity, if somebody's listening in order. Right. Uh, gee, I wonder what happened. They never got to it. Google <laughs> doesn't exist. Uh, Google's your friend, bro. Yeah. So uh, I watched the game last night. There's a, there was a glimmer of hope, but then I changed position on the couch and the uh, Phil's coughed it up. But Man. again, it, it's the day after. I'm uh, bummed, but I'm not distraught. I'm uh, I am hopeful because you know this team, this lineup is it was their first year together with this coach. Now you get this coach the full preseason or the off season and the preseason, you know, spring training to figure shit out, you know, give them a full season with this, this manager, I should say, not coach, but, uh, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. So we'll see. And, uh, there's a story that's been going around. Um, ah, man, what's his name? Give me two seconds here. Oh, that's fine. I, uh, well, I was going to just mention, I, uh, watched the game last night, uh, you know, sitting in the comfort of my own home and, uh, dude, it was just, it was so disappointing. And, uh, you know, I'm coming home back from the Super Jersey Comic Expo and I'm listening to the live feed. It's one nothing. I'm like, oh, this is fucking great. They're going to stay alive. They they can do it. And then they pull Wheeler and then all hell broke loose, man. And they're fucking <laughs> four runs in. Like, yeah. fucking hell, man. But what were, I guess there's so many questions that I have about some of the choices that were made and... That, I think, for me, is always going to be the question of this season and this World Series run. Like, what the fuck were you thinking? Pulling well, Wheeler. Out, he, I felt like he outmanaged himself, right? Like, he just, like, like went too deep in the statistical where he was literally shutting them out. Like, just let it fucking well, ride, man. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to second-guess his call because he's made all the right calls throughout the playoffs, but uh, it's not like Wheeler gave you uh, much hope in his first big couple starts, you know? True, that's true. And usually, and usually the wheels fell off around the fifth or sixth inning in each game. So when, you know, two got on, you know, he's just going by what he had seen in the previous two starts with Wheeler. When uh, Wheeler was, you know, said he was having, you know, a little bit of a dead arm. But then again, you know, uh, JT Real Muto said, you know, he was throwing, you know, he was, he was he saw lightning coming out of Wheeler's fingers, which maybe he should have went back to the uh, the dugout and said, you know, hey, give him an extra inning or something like that. But, you know, it's not like, you know, Wheeler, who, you know, was supposed to be our, our store pitcher, you know, had two really bad starts. You know, Nola had two bad starts. So it just became a thing of, okay, uh, Groundhog's Day. Here we go yeah. again. It really, but, felt, uh, it really did feel like that, though, didn't it? Like watching the team was like around the fifth or sixth inning, things just really rapidly fell apart, and it was like, how can you guys, how do you come back from this? How do you rally from this? In, in this World Series, right? It's they, they each team got all their points in one inning. It's crazy. Yeah, like, and it was always around the fifth or sixth inning where they accumulated all their points, and the other team really couldn't come back. So. Except in game one where the, the Phillies rallied back. 
and uh, went ahead and won. But uh, they, the what what I was trying to say before, and I, I had to look up the guy's name because I don't want to butcher it. But uh, I'm hopeful because there's a uh, a star baseball player over in Japan. His name is uh, I'm trying not to butcher this. Masataka Yoshida, who is a star outfielder. And he uh, he's looking to get posted, which in uh, baseball term in Japanese baseball terms, he's he's telling Japanese the Japanese baseball league or whatever they're called, "Hey, I'm ready to go play in the, in the United States." And uh, an American team has to buy the rights, but I think he has to want to go there, and he wants specifically to play for the Philadelphia Phillies. So. That's amazing. If that happens, and, and you know, the dude's a big fan of Bryce Harper to the point Who where he isn't. Named, yeah, his dog. He named his dog Harper. <laughs> so uh, I love it. He's an outfielder, great batter. So that uh, yeah, that's what we need. We need a, maybe another extra bat. We need an extra. We need another starting pitcher because you know uh, the fucking Astros. Their pitching is phenomenal. Yeah. And uh, look, you know, the Phillies snuck in. Uh, they beat the divisional champions in the Cardinals. They uh, beat the World Series champions in the Atlanta Braves. They beat a very dangerous Padres team. And they gave the Astros their only two losses in the entire playoffs. A team, the Astros, who have been in the last five of seven World Series. So... I think the Phillies did okay. I mean, considering the Astros swept the almighty uh, Yankees, who are considered to be the best team in baseball, yeah. and they swept them. So the fact that the, the Phillies were able to actually get two wins out of this against a team like the Astros and the, is phenomenal. And uh, I tip my cap to the Astros and their fans. No, I agree, man. I, uh, you know, it. there was a lot to... You know, take in, and again, I'm not a major league pitcher. I, you know, it's it is what it is, or a major league coach. You know, but it's uh it was frustrating to feel like that sense of dread that was just creeping up on you as a Phillies fan, and yeah. um, you know, and, and just in Philly sports in general, you just have that creeping like, oh shit, this isn't going to end well. Yeah, and then uh, you know, it, it went exactly the way it was supposed to. But honestly, man. It was just fun to be a part of again, you know, like it was the good vibes from 2008 and 2009 and, you know, you're a part of something, you're a part of something like super cool and everybody is connected in the city. Doesn't matter what part of the city you're in or if you're just outside of it, it's like, it's just a feeling, it's a magical feeling and, you know, everybody's excited and now it just feels like, you know, like it just feels dead right now and, you know, you know, but again, like, and then the union too, like the union got shut out and well, they didn't get shut out, but they lost. And you know, it's like the, 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 we're the oh, only, no. the only city in the fucking world or in the country that had two teams, two major league sports teams lose a championship yes, game man. in the same day. And it's like, fuck, of course that's going to be something people hold against us. But you know, it look, man, we just, it, we, we weren't supposed to be there. We weren't supposed to get there. But I genuinely think that next year we have a, a just as good of a shot, if not better, to at least yeah. get back to the dance just based on the team. And I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned here. But, man, what a fucking fun ride. So, Tons of great moments. Yeah. Tons of great moments. Got to go to Broad and Shunk. So it was cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was good times, man. I'm excited. Eagles are still 8-0. Everything is yeah. good there. We're, uh, you know, 
I promise we're done with the sports talk, but you know, we're going to give a, uh, we'll give a quick, uh, season ending. Yo cuz here yo, cause. to the Philadelphia Phillies. And we'll be back again next year. We're actually it's a couple months now, right? When do they start playing? When do they report uh, to, to Clearwater? Yeah, three months. It's usually uh, two weeks after the NFL season ends. Pitchers and catchers report to Clearwater. Wow. Uh, so, Meany, real fast, before we keep going. Yes. I just want to know if we can get a round of applause from everybody. Do you know why? You know why we're golf clapping right now? I'm so excited to announce that Manscaped launched our ultra-premium collection. Believe it or not, it's for your not-so-private parts. Talking about a leveled-up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. This is an all-in-one skin and hair care kit for the everyday man and covers you from head to toe. Literally, Manscaped is trusted below the waist. Now trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code MEANY20. Now, MEANY, we all know how essential the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 is for that precise trim below the waist. Their advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts in your most delicate areas. And I'm telling you, Meanie, there's nothing more that, that Courtney likes when she gets down there to see little John on the east side, boys. She likes to see some smooth, smooth skin. And I'm sure Manscaped's done the job for you as well. Manscaped is the perfect product. For, it's uh, perfect for the hygiene for your low gene. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, seriously, uh, top-notch quality products with, you know, the, the ball trimmer, the, the nose and ear hair trimmer, the, the foot spray, the deodorant, everything that you know, Manscaped does is top quality. I'm not sense, by the way. The uh, deodorant smells it smells great. The, uh, the man wipes smell phenomenal. Everything Manscaped does is top notch, especially even the, the bag they give you to carry everything in. Uh, top notch from uh, top to bottom. <laughs> top to bottom is right, but check this out, meaning we know how great the Lawnmower 4.0 is. Check out what's in this pack, the Ultra Premium Collection. It comes with a Manscaped Premium deodorant. No, and it's not for your balls. It's for your stinky-ass armpits, because trust me, I'm in there doing my front squats, man, and Papa needs a brand new shower. So they keep that deodorant. It dries clear. It's aluminum-free, and it smells like their signature scent. A hydrating body moisturizer if you have any tattoos or issues with dry skin. It's designed to keep your skin feeling fresh, clean, and smelling fresh as well. Uh, the body wash to lather you up has infused aloe vera and sea salt shower gel. Uh, two-in-one shampoo and conditioner to clean that scalp with one easy step, plus a free gift, a three-pack of lip balm that's made with ingredients such as vitamin E, peppermint, and eucalyptus oil to keep those chappers feeling moist. I use it every single day. I have some here somewhere, probably in my suit pants where it belongs. That's four products plus a gift inside the Ultra Premium Collection. And I got to tell you, Mini, that sounds like an incredible score, especially for the holidays coming up. Uh, what you, what's even better about this is that all of these products are cruelty-free, paraben-free, vegan-friendly, and dye-free. The best ingredients with zero compromise. Get that Ultra Premium Collection hot off the shelves right now. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code MEANY20. At manscaped.com, that's 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code MEANY20 at manscaped.com. The power of attraction is now in a bottle thanks to Manscaped and your balls. Well, thank you. And MEANY, I want to say thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring the program today. Sponsor the program that sponsors Mind of Demeaning and helps you 
feel good, look confident, and uh, show the one you love that you uh, you love them a little bit more. I saw you went full uh, full gimmick the other day at the stadium for Game Five. I was incredibly hyped for you. Getting up on USA Today. Yeah, man. Um, shout out to uh, yeah. We went. I I had World Series Game Five tickets, and um, I was like, you know what? Oh, and well, here's the thing: Eagles and the Phillies are playing same night, same time. So, so I was like, well, here's my conundrum: yeah. being a uh, sports fan and uh, you know, worrying about the uh, you know, everybody's got sports superstitions. I was like, well, dude, every game the Eagles have won, I was wearing my Ike Reese jersey, right? So. I was like, I got to wear my Ike Reese jersey, but I'm going to a World Series game. Well, I'll put on my Ike Reese jersey, and I'll put a Phillies jersey over top. So I wore my Ike Reese uh, Phillies jersey, and uh, I mean Eagles jersey, and I wore my Steve Carlton powder blue jersey because they're wearing powder blue uniforms that night. So uh, we get to the ballpark. I stop by the uh, WIP booth and show off the fact that I'm wearing, you know, both teams. And Ike Reese, who uh, does afternoons on WIP uh, on uh, with Johnny Marks, Marks and Reese, the 94 WIP, one of my favorite shows, two to six every day. Uh, I stopped by and uh, showed them, and they uh, put me and Mrs. Meany over on the air, which is pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. So, uh, you know. I'm trying to cue that up. So I, I'm trying to cue that up so I can put that on the air here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and Ike Reese was like, you know, putting it over and he's like, I will be out in five minutes to take a photo with you. And he, uh, he came out and, you know, took a, a photo with us and with me. And, uh, it was very cool. Here it is right here. Should come up. Hold on. Of course, going to make a liar out of me. Yeah. Well, anyway, wait, here's uh here's the, here's the video of you on USA today. I mean, why not both? Why not both? Let me see the swag. Let me see the swag, baby. Go birds, go birds, go Phil. Go Philly. Killing it, man. So, so here's the deal with that. Like we're walking around, and uh, me and Mrs. Meany stop. There, there's like the uh, Liberty Bell in the outfield. So we start, you know, uh, you know, posting selfies underneath the bell and all that stuff. And she started doing stuff for her TikTok. And the funny thing is. In the TikTok, she does this like loop around, which captures me in it. Not only me in it, but the guy from USA Today who's standing behind me waiting to ask me if he can interview me. So uh, he goes, hey, man, uh, can, I, can I interview you? I was like, yeah, what's this for? He's like, USA Today. US, USA Today. I was like, oh, absolutely. So he asked me, he was asking everybody, you know, who would you want to win a championship, you know, this year, the, the Phils or the Eagles? And uh, he picked the wrong person to ask because I know how to give a long-winded answer that it's not usable for air. Attaboy. You know, like, a, like, a, like an overthought. Like, I was like, well, man, that's a real Sophie's Choice kind of thing there. But, you know, did you really say Sophie's Choice? Yeah. Yeah. I said, this is like a real Sophie's Choice kind of moment. You're going to about. But uh, that should be the name of the episode is Meanie's Choice. <laughs> there, there you go. Oh, I love it. I love uh, it. Not to be confused with the uh, 90s band Case Choice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an addict. 
Um, so I gave a long winded answer, but eventually came down to me going, well, you know, why not both? Yeah. And he told me to show off the jerseys, you know, me wearing the double jerseys. And then, uh, I went, you know, I know how to end the promo. I was like, go Philly. And that's what made it. Not my, uh, Sophie's choice, uh, long, long winded gimmick. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool, you know, and then uh, everybody started tagging me in it the next day. And my phone blew up with the, the mention of uh, of uh, being on, you know, Marks and Reese and stuff like that, which is kind of cool, too. That's cool. Yeah. So it was, it was you know, even though they didn't win, yeah. uh, it was a very cool experience. Uh, capped off with a, a night of uh, heavy drinking at uh, McCusker's. Uh, yeah, I hopped on the subway and went down to Oregon Avenue and walked down to... Uh, McCuskers. Yep. It's on 17th and Chunk. But uh yeah. I mean, what a magical month. Honestly. Honestly, what a what a again, what a uh what an incredible month it was here in Philadelphia to be a Philadelphia sports fan. And uh, you know, again, I'm excited to see what happens next year. I feel like this team, if they bring uh they bring this outfielder in and they start really putting the pieces together, I feel like it could uh I feel like we could have something here, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, we start doing the fantasy booking now. <laughs> now, well, speaking of fantasy booking, we'll get back to wrestling talk because I know that's why people are here. Did you get? Oh, a ch- yeah. Did you get a chance to watch Crown Jewel? Anything from that? Uh, I was. I did not watch Crown Jewel because I was at uh, a fine establishment called RC Collectibles in Lebanon, New Jersey. Uh, which. The closer to booking, the better. It was like an hour drive from my house. So, uh, and it was me, uh, Barry Windham, Mike Rotunda, uh, out the South, Jimmy Hart, and uh, boxing legend Michael Moore uh, were there uh, doing autographs and private signings and stuff like that. And uh, I tried to, you know, tune in and, and watch some of it, but I also didn't want to take away from, you know, I don't want to, these folks who brought me in to do the sign and be like, Oh, we brought me in. And all he did was watch TV. Right. Right. So, uh, oh. I didn't get a chance to watch crown jewel yet. Thank um, you. Courtney just had a run in here with some coffee and the baby. Sorry about that. Thanks everyone. Give the baby some coffee. Hey man, that's how we keep her awake. Hey, here's a sir. Here's a legit question. Yeah. And excuse me for sounding stupid. What's the proper age. Do you think to let, Kids start drinking coffee. Six months. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm probably not the person to ask because my mom gave me coffee when I was six. Probably wasn't the best idea. Um, I don't know. Probably like 11 or 12, maybe. Okay. Maybe like like going into middle school, maybe it's like the first time to start trying coffee. Yeah, I'm trying to think of when I had my first cup. Yeah. I remember my mom was the, the first time I ever had a nice coffee. My mom made me a nice coffee. And I was like, oh, this is fucking great. Give me eight of them. Yeah, eight right. Pots. Eight pots, please. Um, but yeah, I always wondered that. I was like, I always thought, you know, as coffee as like an, an adult drink, not like in the way of booze, but like, you know, it can be a, addicting and stuff like that. But this is a, this is a random question. Oh, holy shit. Hey, man, Sorry. That's, why, that's why I had the coffee, Brian. This actually, this is a. Uh, this is the last remaining mug from a set we got. You can't see it, but you can actually see it. You can see what I'm holding here. If you go to patreon.com slash mind of the media and sign up today, uh, uh, listen to the shows, watch the shows early and listen to them ad free. Uh, but here is the, uh, the Han Solo. I know mug. 
There used to be a oh. complimentary blue Princess Leia mug that said, I love you, but was broken oh. by our incredible movers from uh, Pittsburgh to Philadelphia. So I've been, trying, same- I've been trying to find the mug, the complimentary mug, but it's been a little difficult. The same one uh, that stole your Xbox? Yes, the same group. The same group that stole the Xbox. We had, so like I'm a big coffee mug guy because, you know, I drink a shit ton of caffeine and um, I had a whole box. I packed it properly and it was all wrapped up with bubble wrap and shit. Somehow they found a way to fucking destroy it. Everything. Like I would say the entire left half of the box was destroyed. Like I had this big like Star Trek mug I had from like college. And one thing that really pissed me off, like really upset me more than anything was when Courtney and I first got together. She was in, uh, she, we were at Westchester together and she was doing ceramics at the time and she, um, made me this giant coffee mug and it was, it had her name, you know, and her name in the bottom and it was really well, it was like this cool little, like, you know, kitschy thing we had and I would drink out of, you know, I had it, I would use it pretty much, you know, every week and, uh, the whole thing, the whole bottom was shattered out of it and the handle was busted and I was fucked, man, I would fucking hit the roof. I was like, motherfucker, this is my favorite mug, you know? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a bounty. If anybody can find it, I see Vanessa's here. Shout out to the pod squad, by the way. Pod squad's here. Yeah. Vanessa, if you can find that, I'll send you a bounty for it. So just let me know. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it's, uh, I would say probably 11 or 12, I would say, is probably a good, a good age for that. What do you, pod squad, you let us know what you think. But, again, like I yeah. said, I had, a, I had very, very limited uh, parental supervision. So drinking coffee Dude, was I'm, like, you know, I'm smoking cigarettes at fucking 13, 14 years old. Dude, I remember just leaving the house to go for a walk, you know, and I couldn't have been more than eight or nine, <laughs> you know, just, oh, Brian will be back, you know, yeah. and, not, and not that they were bad parents. It was just like, you know, the kids just went out and played, yeah. you know, but uh, yeah, it was just something that popped in my mind. But uh, again, shout out to uh, RC Collectibles in Lebanon, New Jersey. I had a great time. Um you know, they have a great store there. If you if you're ever in the area, go there, check it out. A lot of really cool stuff in there, and uh, some great people. I was how, how how was your convention? I was just gonna say that. Thank you. I uh, it was awesome. I got uh, got to kick it. I was at the Super Jersey Comic Expo in Homedale, New Jersey. Uh, this was the second year for it. It was absolutely fucking amazing. My uh, my buddy, my good friend Paul Brown, runs it. Um, incredible. Like second year was was just amazing, and. Uh, I got to hang out with Jerry the King Lawler all day. He was the uh, he was there as an artist guest because I'm not sure how many of you know this, but Jerry is actually an incredibly talented artist. Um, he's a huge he's been a big comic book fan for a long time. His favorite character is Superman, so he does a lot of like drawings of Superman. And uh, one of the coolest things I saw that that day, I wish I was. I think Jerry has some pictures of it. He's probably going to share. But there's a guy that came over with a comic book. It was a Superman like what they call a Superman blank book, which is basically like the cover is blank and there's a story on the inside. And uh, basically allows for you had artists to come through and draw. Well, this guy had gone to like multiple conventions and had artists who draw Superman, draw their version of Superman on the book. And he came to this event. His name was Steve. He came to this event specifically to have Lawler draw his Superman on the book. So when you fold it open, it's all these different variations of all these different people's ideas of Superman. And it was like Jerry was just blown away by it. I'll have to see if King can send me the photo because it was fucking cool and i kept telling the guy i was like man this was this is like you know you see people come with that kind of stuff and i'm not that clever i wish i could have thought about that and i would have been like that would have been something really cool to have but 
um, yeah, it was super cool when he was done when he took a bunch of pictures. So I'm sure hope, that'll probably show up on his on his Twitter feed at some point. But um, yeah, it was a good it was a good time, man. It was nice. It was cool to get to kick, kick it with King. And you know, I asked him about Kaufman. We talked about Cleveland sports and Philly. You know, we talked about the World Series for a while too. And I uh, got to pick him up from the airport, pick his brain about uh, you know, just about everything. You know, he told me what the coolest thing he told me was that he saw the Beatles live. In 1965 in Memphis. And uh, he said that was like the coolest thing. He's like, people ask me, he's like, you know, I've wrestled everywhere. I've I've seen all kinds of shit. And uh, he's like, you know, the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life was seeing the Beatles play live in 1965. And I'm like, that is fucking crazy, man. Like, I can't even imagine. On a related note, uh, while I was at the signing with uh, Jimmy, Mouth of South, Jimmy Hart, Somebody had three of his records, the Gentries, when he was in the rock band, the Gentries, which did, uh, he had a song, I Keep On Dancing. The song, I Keep On Dancing by the Gentries with Mouth of South, Jimmy Hart, was one of the only songs to knock the Beatles out of the, the number one spot. So, yep. And Jerry yeah. actually, Jerry mentioned that in the in the car. We were with an art. So I was, I was basically like kind of helping to shuttle people back and was Jerry Lawler, and then an artist who does a lot of Star Wars work uh, with Disney named Claudia Gray. She's absolutely fantastic. If you get a chance to check her out, go for it. But she's a wonderful person, too. Uh, and then he was telling us the same thing. He was like, you know, Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, and, and uh, told pretty much like yeah. word for word what you said. And I was like, that is crazy, man. Crazy. So we kind of had like a, a synergy moment, not knowing it. Yeah. You and Lawler were talking about Jimmy uh, Hart and the, the Beatles, and I was talking with Jimmy Hart about the gentries and the Beatles. So our worlds, our worlds are coming together. I did hear, however, that you met a yes. friend of mine at the stadium the other day. Yeah. Before we get to that, like the cool part of walking around, uh, citizens bank park with blue hair is people go, man, you look like the blue meanie. <laughs> you go, well, but your, your boy uh, knew exactly who I was, and we took a selfie together, and uh, he brought you up, and we all popped. Yeah. I was like, ah, that's awesome. And uh, he said he uh, worked with you in Novak mm-hmm. uh, today. So that was really cool, man. Yeah. There, was, there was a lot of really cool. Oh, dude, check this out. Right after I met your boy, I'm shout walking out, Shout out to Corey Kine, by the way. That's his name. Corey and I. is it's, Corey's there a wonderful go. guy. He sent me a message and he, he sent me the photo. I was like, oh man, me. I said, tell him you know me. He was like, oh yeah, my co-host. I was like, that's right. So tell him I said, what's up? Buy him a beer. I am great with faces horrible with names. So I'm glad you said his name. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure we gave him a shout out. Let him know we talked about him. Yeah. But uh, me and Mrs. Meany were doing a couple of victory laps around the, cause I wanted to get there early. I wanted to feel the experience of a fucking world series. You know, yeah. I've never been to one and uh, they had the uh, Fox pregame live crew there the big poppy a rod uh two other people who i'm uh blanking on but uh we go to go around for like the third time and it's totally like the the, the walkway was totally fucking clogged i was like so me and tracy go yeah you know what let's just make our way back around the other way you know let's go back to where we just came from so we turn around we go to walk and i hear cheering and a couple you know philly pd guys start walking and then amongst them is fucking A-Rod. A-Rod starts walking. Whoa. As if we were planning a high spot, he's walking towards me. I just put my fist out like, and gave him the, hmm? and he gave me the fist bump and walked off to the set. And I just kept walking straight. Wow. Yeah. Which was pretty cool. And that's eventually where the guy from uh, 
USA Today met up with me. You know, I fist bump a rod, walk twenty feet. USA Today, weird. It's like, but Tracy, uh, Tracy, Mrs. Meany said she was so mad that she didn't have like a camera ready to record it because it was like the perfect fucking thing. It's like neither of us missed a beat. We just walked by like two, like like the two sheep dogs in the uh, Looney Tunes commercials. They're clocking in, and clocking out. <laughs> Hi, Carl. You know. So here's the pretty cool. Here's the other part, though. Yeah, A Rod loves the blue mini <laughs> because, as we know, Pod Squad hashtag everybody loves mini. Is that wild, man? Like fucking A Rod knows who the fuck you are. Like that is like well, I don't know. I he he, he might have just seen me as a guy with blue hair. I'm gonna go ahead and say no. He know he's he's probably an ECW <laughs> fan. He's probably like holy Santa Claus shit. The blue meanie is here. And yeah, we'll have to watch the footage to see if he mentioned it we'll, on air. We'll run it. We'll run it back. Yeah, we'll run it back. We'll check it out. Dude, we, dude it was, we, we were walking into the ballpark. We got our rally towels and we got, uh, they gave us some really nice World Series scarves for free. Cool. And as we, I got my rally towel, I got my scarf, I'm walking. And being in the wrestling business since 94 and being on TV all these times, you know when you're being recorded. And I glanced to my right, and there's like this guy holding up a camera, like real official, like you know, going step with step with me. So I was like, I've some people I, I might be on in some B-roll footage tonight. I don't know, That's but awesome. keep an eye. Yeah, I was looking for you during the game. I was actually I said to the, I said to the guys, with a bunch of guys in the neighborhood, we all watched the game together. I was like, guys, look out for me. He might be on TV. I was waiting because I, I knew with, when you had the gimmick and the whole regalia, I figured they were going to put you on TV at some point. Uh, unfortunately, I, I wasn't like uh, well visible because I, I'm a cheapo belipo. I bought some uh, standing room only tickets. Cheapo so, belipo. Tra- trademark Tracy Tracy Root, uh, two thousand. <laughs> uh, Thank you, Mrs. Meany. We appreciate your contribution. Let's give her a nice yokos. So Let's give her a yokos for that one. Yokos. There we go. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm super chill. Like, look, I got. I was fortunate enough to buy tickets before they went on, mm-hmm. yeah, on the market, uh, and I didn't have to pay. I didn't have to fucking, you know, donate a kidney to to acquire these tickets. I'm almost embarrassed to say what I paid for them, which I won't say because I hate talking money. But uh, I was very fortunate. I was like, you know what? Well, here's the thing: I could have bought seats, mm. but they were like upper deck, and I hate being that high, you know. So, and you know, when I go to a game, I like to walk around anyway, you know? Right. So if I'm sitting right below the, the, the first level going down, I kind of feel like I'm in the first level, but my knees and my fucking back said, motherfucker, <laughs> my, my, my feet, my back and my knees were like, fuck you, Bri. So, but uh, it was a great time, man. Just to say, I went to a world series in my hometown and, uh, I mean, cause what Super Bowl, you got to fucking travel somewhere else, you know? You know, the Super Bowl doesn't come to your hometown, you know, except if you're, you know, Tampa or fucking L.A. Uh, yeah. Where they got to play and win the Super Bowl in their hometown. But it was cool to go to a, a fucking World Series. Um, and hopefully there'll be uh, a couple more. Yep. So we'll give we'll give the uh, we'll give these uh, little birdies some meat here. We'll uh, talk. Did you uh, did you get a chance to catch any uh, crown jewel uh, afterwards? Anything yesterday or, or today? Nothing. Dude, when uh, I did the signing, drove home, uh, got stuck on 95, 
because there was a uh, political rally in town. Oh, and, that's right. Uh, I forgot. And, yeah, I was like, oh, thanks, Obama. Um, <laughs> I haven't dropped that one in a while. Yeah, I was stuck on 95 for a little bit. Thanks, Obama. Uh, but by the time I got home, uh, me and Mrs. Me ran to the, the supermarket, get some uh, some uh, super. I mean, uh, some World Series uh, food. She made an incredible, uh, you know, snack spread. You know, we went to, uh, dude, if you ever, anybody out there who's ever thought of coming to Philly, if you want some really good food, go to the Reading Terminal Market. Yes. Yes, dude. Like, if if you're not if you've never been to Philly, the Reading Terminal Market is an amazing place. It's an eclectic place. Yeah, dude. Where you can have a little bit of everything. But uh, one of my favorite joints yeah. over there is uh, is called Beck's Cajun Cafe. You ever eaten there before? I've passed it. It smells <sighs> fantastic, man. Uh, it's so fucking good, man. They have uh, Bassett's ice cream. They have a little shop there as well. Um, but yep. pretty much everything is like handmade. It's like little shops. And I always say the name wrong. It's Beeler's, right? Beeler's Donuts is there as well. Yeah. A real famous donut shop. But yeah, lots of great shit over there. If you if you come to Philly, that's the first. That's one of the places you got to hit while you're here. Incredible spot. Got, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, the Flying Monkey. Uh, they make amazing pastries. Uh, nice. Flying Monkey Bakery. There you go. Uh, in the uh, Reading Terminal Market, we went and got some um, some pastries. We got a Philly's donut uh, cupcakes with the P on it. And uh, I hope the letter. I, I hope the letter, not not urine. No, <laughs> it's just the yeah. way you said it. You no, know, with the P on it, I was like, whoa, 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 time out. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a little extra. <laughs> you gotta pay the you gotta pay the Trump money for that one. And oh, and whoopie pies, uh, whoopie pies. Mm. We got some of those, dude. Fantastic food. Yeah, I mean, there's there's an Amish market there. We went and got some cheese for you know, like cheese and crackers. We got whoopie pies for uh, some dessert. Um, also, we, uh, we went and got uh, Old City Coffee Company there. It's fucking fantastic. Got some coffee. Like, you know a coffee's good when it takes you a while to fucking drink it. Yeah, like uh, like I said, the, the, uh, the cold brew near near my house with the new Dunkin' Donuts, the, the kayfabe Dunkin' Donuts. It takes me a while to drink it because you drink it and you're like, oh, yeah. you yeah, know, fucking jittery and shit. You're like, yeah, it's good. Yeah. So, uh, we got coffee at the, uh, the Reading terminal with, uh, old city, uh, coffee company. Mm. And that was fantastic. If you go there, you can go there every day and eat something different every day. Yep. So, uh, you know, so I, you know, I did the signing, got home. We, uh, we, you know, got food to you know accentuate you know the stuff we got Reading Terminal the day before, and just uh, got ready to have my heart broken. Yep, I'd have felt, but you know, I'm like I said, I'm not sad. I'm just uh, disappointed. You know, disappointed. Yeah. Listen, it's uh, you know, again, it's uh, it's just one of those fucking things, and uh, it just sucks. But one of the things I really do like, though, yes. Well, actually, one question. Should I mention the critic again on the show this week? Because it'll make it three weeks in a row. Uh, one of the things I should ask you. Sure. Is a question. Would you like to ask me? I would love to. Ask me something. Don't forget. Tweet us your questions using the hashtag. Ask me. Tweet it to us at our 
Twitter account, Mind of the Medium. You just may hear it on the show. I got to start the show. Yeah, listen, let me try that sentence again. Words are hard. We got to start this segment of the program with a question from Vanessa, Pod Squad member, OG status. Word. Which we, uh, we didn't get to her question two weeks ago, and I want to make sure we ask it. Um, has me. Meaning, have you ever been to the Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia where all ego Ethan Page recently filmed a toy and comic hunt? It's also famous for the scenes they filmed the movies Unbreakable and Glass at. Yes. Uh, Ontario Street Comic is owned by my uh, buddy William Fink. Uh, back in the day when I was running 3PW shows, he would sell, he was one of our ticket uh, outlets. We would go up there and no, he would sell the tickets for us out of the kindness of his heart. Uh, great place. Um, really cool. I'm glad, you know, you know, you know, when business or, you know, business, you know, it's tough for, you know, for businesses to stick around for a while. Like, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, places I've grown to love, you know, over time go away. But the fact that he's been here been there all this time is fantastic. And if you go there, go to Ontario street comics uh, and bring up the fact that, you know, uh, they filmed unbreakable and glass there. He'll, he'll bust out the photos. Like he's got like photos, like of all the trucks lined up outside, you know, M night Shyamalan, M night Shyamalan uh, and all the actors, you know, there at the store and stuff like that. It's, it's a really cool shop, really cool experience. Now in, in the movie, if you watch the movie, they filmed the exterior somewhere else. Mm. The, the exterior was filmed uh, somewhere underneath the L. I almost want to say where uh, near where uh, the gym was in Rocky. Uh, they filmed it under the L. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but the interiors of those uh, of Unbreakable and Glass were filmed inside Ontario Comics, but the exteriors were filmed elsewhere in uh, North Philly. Like right on the border of South Philly, North Philly. Got it. Yeah. But a uh, great place. Uh, please go there. If you're ever in Philly, go there, support them. Uh, it's a little uh, bit of a ride up 95, but once you find it, uh, it's a great place. Pod Squad member Travis Pohab wants to know, what's your favorite movie to watch during the hol- Halloween season? Um... Me and Mrs. Meany tried to make a, a habit of watching a Halloween movie every couple of days. But, you know, the playoffs kind of put a damper on that. Uh, but my personal favorite movie to watch during Halloween would probably have to be Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, uh, The Dream Warriors, because mm. I have a huge Dokken mark, and uh, Dokken does the song Dream Warriors for the movie. But besides the fact that it's a great movie with... You know, uh, Lawrence Fish- Fishburne and uh, Patricia Arquette, and I'm sure a few others I'm uh, I'm uh, having a senior moment with uh, right now. But uh, it's definitely one of my favorite movies, one of my favorite storylines of the uh, entire Freddy universe. Yep. You know, it just seemed perfect. Yeah, I like the first two Nightmare on Elm Streets, but number three really, that seemed like to be the sweet spot. You know, with fresh, especially for the catchphrase, welcome to prime time, bitch. You know, I'm putting the girl's head through to the, the TV and stuff like that. So, um, 
Yeah, that, that's probably my favorite for Halloween. I, we 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 this this year we also busted out and watched uh, the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which I oh, it's Christy I've Swanson, right? Yeah, I know I've seen it, but then when we rewatched it, I was like, holy shit! You know, Pee Wee Herman and uh, David Arquette was in it, and a few and a bunch of other people that you know, those actors. We go, oh, that's a guy. You know, I know him from somewhere. You know, <laughs> seen, plenty of those. Seen him, yeah. Yeah, I'm not they sure. made a documentary called "That Guy from That Thing" or something like that about those actors who are always in movies. That you're like, oh, there's a guy. Yep. You know? Um, my go-to movie, in case you wanted to know, Travis, is "Fallen" by Denzel. It's with Denzel Washington, John Goodman, and uh, Donald Sutherland. Uh, actually, another movie shot in Philadelphia. Um, great yeah. flick. It's about a spirit that travels through bodies, and uh, Denzel's trying to trying to stop it. It's an evil spirit named Azazel. Um, recently Bray Wyatt gave a nod to that, uh, that whole storyline as Azel and actually it was a couple years ago and he was singing time is on my side, which is, uh, by the Rolling yeah. Stones. It's a whole thread through the movie and Bray Wyatt gave that a send up in, uh, in his summer older promos in 2015, 2016. So yeah, fantastic flick, man. Love it. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, that, that, that movie, you know, is very anxiety inducing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's. That's a that's a sign of a good movie if it gives you anxiety. But the the one guy that the uh, spirit embodies in there, the bald guy who sings the "Time Is on My Side," he was one of the punk rockers in one of my favorite '80s movies called "Some Kind of Wonderful." Yeah, with uh, Eric Stoltz and um, Mom from uh, Back to the Future, uh, Leah Thompson. So useless knowledge. Looking up that character's name now, or that person's name. Let me take a look here. Yeah, he was in a bunch of stuff, that guy. That from that Ed thing. Reese. Elias Coteus is his name. He played Edgar there. Reese, who was the <clears throat> serial killer, quote unquote, uh, in the movie. And uh, yeah, that movie is fucking great. Go out of your way to take a take a look at it. Um let's see here. Where's the other question? I just had it. Here we go. Uh Pod Squad member Andy Schlichter wants to know Are you glad that the Schlichter. WWE that the WWE is dropping the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view? I am since I thought it was more of a blow off, a blood feud, not a random match that we would have to be forced around, forced the stipulation around. Basically, you just gave my answer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I am uh, kind of glad. It's like certain matches, certain feuds need a match. You don't need a match to. Uh, well, what's the uh, the famous saying? The, we had a, a stipulate a, a match that needed a stipulation. Now you have a stipulation that needs a match, right? And you're kind of force feeding people in the feuds to go into the hell in a cell, which normally you're like, man, this this feud really isn't worthy of a hell in a cell match. But hey, we have to have a, a pay per view once a year, so uh, yeah, and it also kind of numbs you to the fact that like. If you're expecting something once a year, it kind of loses its its luster. You know, it kind of, right. oh, here, okay, here's Hell in a Cell. Now, like, oh, my God, Hell in a Cell, you know? Right, right. Yeah, so, I mean, people should, you know, pop for the unexpected <clears throat> need to uh, go to a Hell in a Cell as opposed to here's Hell in a Cell, who's going to, what, are they going to manufacture for this match so 
Absolutely. I'm glad that you're dropping it. I wouldn't do it for a couple of years and just, you know, take it away for like two years. And then eventually when you have like something worthy of a Hell in a Cell match, when you bring it back, the crowd will just pop that, that much harder when they hear that that's the stipulation. And if you can uh, paint that thing silver again. Seriously, uh, get rid of that red shit, man. It looks like it looks like uh, one of those milk crates that, you know, I used to make a basketball hoop out of, you know, in high school, you know. Yeah. And, you know, what a what a better way to to send that off into the distance for a little while with uh, the Cody and Seth Rollins match. I couldn't think of a better, better sort of bow on that entire event. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Last question here for Mark and Dryden. Did either of you guys frequent maybe a tad too much like me video arcades as a kid? My absolute oh, yeah. favorite was Qbert, which I used to play for four hours, which is my record on a quarter, plus Super Mario Brothers and Time Pilot. What were some of your favorites? Oh, man. I wasted many a quarters in the old Spaceport Arcade in the Ocean One Mall in Atlantic City. Um, well, dude, when they had uh, Punch-Out, I was a big Punch-Out fan. Uh, and then, oh, my God, when they came out with a, a wrestling video game, Tag Team Wrestling, you know, uh, that was amazing. Um, what's the other uh, wrestling? There's another wrestling game I'm, I'm blanking on, but uh, I have it on my iArcade here in the uh, in, in the Trey Mini Studios here in the Casa de Mini. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, there, I spent plenty of times. There was main event wrestling. Uh, I never really got into the Space Ace or the D- Dragon's Lair ones because those felt like you're playing, playing a slot machine, like where it felt like it was, it was rigged against you kind of thing where you know, regular video games where you could just, you know, have fun and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, I would say like punch out was definitely the fun. One of my favorites, you know, growing up in the arcades. I used to go to an arcade. There was one in oh, the- oh, Matt mania was the other one. Mm. I couldn't think about Matt mania. That was one of the best video games in the arcade when I was a kid. I'm actually looking it up right now because I think there was a WWF arcade game that there used to be. Yeah, WWF WrestleMania, the arcade game. We used to go when my uh, when my grandparents, uh, when we go to my grandparents' house in Prospect Park, they had McDade Mall, which was probably like 10, maybe five minutes up the road. And they had an arcade in there that we would just pump quarters into. And that was one of the games I just was obsessed with, man. Um, honestly, though, I'm, I'm a pinball guy. Uh, I love pinball machines. Um, I can spend pretty much my entire day at a fucking pinball machine if you leave me alone for long enough um yeah. and i'm indiscriminate when it comes to the man i mean i i love the terminator 2 pinball game um i just played one recently we took the kids uh my friend katie her son had a birthday party uh it's like a katie, katie. we had a uh she's gonna hear us and be like why are you saying that um we uh we had a uh it was a tnt games in southampton and uh yeah. they had a brand new star wars the mandalorian pinball machine and i was fucking Cutting that shit up, man. Love me some pinball. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much where you could have found me at any given time as a child is at those pinball machines. But, uh, yeah, definitely too many times. And as we mentioned earlier in the show, not enough oversight. But, Meanie, you have enough oversight of these questions and at this program. And I want to thank you, as always, for being a part of this and being here with us each and every week with the Pod Squad. Where can everybody find you? On social media, good sir. If you would like to follow the Blue Meanie on all forms of soup, uh, <laughs> uh, 
was I going to say? Supervision. So, uh, <laughs> all forms of social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and this thing called TikTok. Which basically, I just got it so I could secure my name. Uh, follow me at Blue Meanie BWO uh, if you would like to support the Blue Meanie. Uh, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. Uh, recently just uploaded the uh, Andy Slichter designed I'd Rather Be at Broadest Chunk shirt. And uh, current Phillies and retro Philly colors. Uh, you know, uh, it's a special uh, tribute to my grandmother who, uh, like I said, was in the newspaper in 1980. And they asked her, you know, they talked to her. She's like, I'd rather be at Broad and Chunk. So uh, Andy Slichter was kind enough to make a T-shirt. They're up at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. If you would like to support Mind and Amini, uh, help us keep the lights on here at Mind and Amini. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind and Amini. Get some great shirts also designed by Andy Slichter. Uh, Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Go to CollarandElbowBrand.com. Use coupon code Meanie. Save 10%. Uh, shout out to my boy Rod Hicks doing an amazing job over there at CollarandElbowBrand.com. Now you got amazing looking shirts. And if you have an amazing looking beard, and you should have a beard that smells of very, very blue. Get the blue spruce over at madcatbeardcare.com. Uh, my boy Josh Thornton is doing an amazing job over there at madcatbeardcare.com. Every dime that you spend at madcatbeardcare.com goes into taking care of the kitties. He uh, rounds up the feral cats, takes them to the, uh, the vet, and gets them uh, taken care of all through the kind generation. They get the kind, generous purchases of the folks who shop at madcatbeardcare.com. Shout out to my boy Jim Nilsson over at uh, glaciersofice.com and also uh, congrats to Jim. He is an Astros fan and we had a very peaceful uh, you know exchange you know you know there was no fuck you fuck you there was like oh, I hope your team does is good oh, I hope my team does good too. You're a better uh, man than I am Meanie. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just I'm fucking old. Yeah, I'm, teasing, I'm, man. Old. I'm too old I don't for that shit. Yeah. But uh, Jim does an amazing work over there at glaciersofice.com uh, Jim made a three of three handmade custom BWO Air Jordan one sneakers for Stevie Nova and myself. Each pair of shoes that Jim makes takes about 50 hours per pair. Follow him on social media at G O I kicks uh, on all forms of social media. G O I kicks. You can see uh, photos and videos of all the work that he does. Now, if you want to uh, get a video message from Myself from the, the blue meanie, not as opposed to that blue meanie. Uh, I don't know what that means. Uh, go to <laughs> slash blue meanie BWO birthdays, holidays, and well wishes, or you know, uh, whatever your heart desires. Just keep it nice. I don't want to be mean, so don't, don't make me mean to anybody. Just go to cameo.com slash blue meanie BWO, make request a video, and I will get that right over to you. But most importantly, Mr. Bernard, where can they find you? Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. You can go to Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at This Is Goober. Yes, it's my handle. No, I'm not changing it. It's a brand, pal. You can also listen to my second show, Foundation Radio, by going to foundationradio.net. I have some uh, uh, older episodes that I'm going to be re-releasing with some additional commentary at the very beginning. So check it out, foundationradio.net. Uh, go to prowrestlingtees.com slash foundationradio. Pick up a shirt. Support the program. 
Uh, go to my uh, shout out to my friends at 10th Ward Barbershop over there in Lawrenceville out in Pittsburgh. You can go to 10thwardbarbershop.com. Ask for Kane. He's the owner of the shop. And tell him the goober sent you. Uh, so 10thwardbarbershop.com. Don't forget to go to patreon.com slash mind of the meaning. Keep the lights on in Casa de Meanie and also the Barnard home for wayward and troubled youth. Meanie, it is always a pleasure. Shout out to the pod squad. Don't forget manscaped.com uh, and use promo code Meanie 20 to get 20% off of your order. Uh, we will see you again next week for the Blue Meanie. I'm Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip through the mind. Blue, 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 blue world order. <laughs> yes, yeah, Of the Meanie. Peace. I can't remember what regular air smells like. This episode of Mind of the Meanie was recorded and produced by Adam Barnard and was engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional production and narration provided by Sam Kreps. Our executive producers are Josh Chernoff, Adam Barnard, and the Blue Meanie. Our opening theme is performed by the Swamp Candles. Our closing theme is performed by Chikara. The show contains original music produced by Enrichment. Get additional bonus content by becoming our patron on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at mindofthemeanie. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production in conjunction with the MLW Radio Network. Butts Carlton Proprietor. That was Blue Meanie's brain out. The world of MLW Radio never stops. 